before we start this episode, I want to ask you this. What is one thing new that you've learned this week? For me, it's celebrating the now, being grateful, and just loving. In life, it's important to keep on learning, to keep on moving, to keep on growing, to keep on sharing, to keep on searching, and to be the best in all that you do. And that's what Front Row is all about, helping you grow with some of the most phenomenal products. Front Row is in the business of changing lives. Check out FrontRowOfficial.com now for more details. This podcast is also brought to you by AMA OED University. OED allows you to enroll anytime, start anytime, study anytime, flexi enrollment, flexi courses, flexi time. Hello? Podcast Network Asia. Hi, I'm Boy Abunda. Welcome to my podcast. Who are you when no one is watching? My guest, Harry Roque. Harry, welcome. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here, Tito Boy, and a long time no see, long time no hear. <laughs> Alam ko, matagal nating pinag-usapan ito, at uh, matagal tayong hindi rin nakapag-usap. But I'm glad to be with you today, and thank you for being here. Privilege is all mine. Just a couple of days ago, you were one of the judges, Harry, of the Miss Universe Philippines. How was that experience? You know, it was my first time ever, and it's one of the toughest things that I've done in my whole life. And unfortunately... Unlike uh, other beauty court pageants, no, there was only going to be one winner. No? So um, I ended up asking the organizers, wait, 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 can we have more time? <laughs> because I have not finished my scoring. No? And you took it very seriously. I took it very seriously, knowing that the Filipinos take beauty pageants seriously, especially Miss Universe. No? And of course, I wanted someone to bring home the crown. No? I didn't want people to say, well, that's, um, that's the beauty queen that um, was chosen by a board of judges, including Harry Roque, and she didn't make it in Miss Universe. <laughs> <laughs> and you strongly believe that Miss Iloilo has chances. Yeah, I gave her a perfect score in the swimsuit competition, as well as in the uh, Q&A. I think everyone uh, gave her a perfect score in the Q&A. And the Q&A really was, was what, uh, Harry? It was about the uh, Miriam Defensor Santiago. Miriam Defensor okay. Santiago. No? Um, so um, I think um, she deserved it. Um, although it was very tough. I understand from the board of judges that the top eight did not even have, you know, a point difference between them. It was really fractions mm-hmm. of a point. It was that close. And um, as far as I was concerned, um, my top four was really a tough decision and I kept on asking for more time because I could not really decide. Harry, if you were to answer that question, um, you were to put a face on our paper money, living or dead, who would you want to be placed there and why? I would put Jovi Salonga without mm. hesitancy. No? He is uh, Mr. Clean. Um, he has the um, intellectual capacity for required of a policymaker, generally clean, lived a simple life, 
was a man of faith and was a man of integrity, qualities that are so rare in today's um, um, politics. That's really important. When you do Q&A anywhere, I mean, it doesn't have to be a beauty contest, but it is important that uh, instinct is followed, you know, the first name that comes to mind. The way you did it now, because you didn't even think about uh, former Senator Salonga. And I, I, I think that's what you saw with uh, Miss Iloilo. But you also realize, Harry, that this has become very, very controversial. People have been talking about this uh, inside and outside of social media. Um, the pageant is hounded by allegations of cheating, unfair decisions. Your take? Well, uh, fortunately, I did my role as a judge, and whatever protest they may have will have to be resolved by the organizers. No, <laughs> I'm not really quite sure what the controversy was. Probably because Miss um, Iloilo did not look Filipina. No, um, she was not Caucasian. She was not um, Filipina looking. She's Indian looking. So people probably felt that, um, you know, at least as far as the other contestants were concerned, that they had a better right to be Miss Universe Philippines, no? But as I said, it was a tough choice. And in the end, we had to make one choice, who was uh, going to be the first uh, Miss Universe Philippines, and Miss Iloilo got it. Um, like everything in life, you know, there's got to be a winner, and there will be losers, and I, I understand when um, losers can't take it graciously. That's life. You know, in talent management, we talk about the intangibles. May mga pagkakataon, halimbawa, you'd say, ang ganda ng batang ito, pero she didn't make it. Or ang, ang galing ng boses niya, but uh, he didn't make it. So we talk about intangibles. We talk about charisma. We talk about uh, the it. We talk about the thing. We talk about that magic. Uh, and yeah. I think that there. Right now, I think the assessment of beauty in a lot of pageants is based on, you know, uh, impact, for example. I mean, uh, how does she affect me as a judge, as a person? But I thought um, uh, you took it very seriously, as the other judges did. But as in any contest, merong masaya, merong hindi. But tapos ang contest, Harry, merong kang paborito? You had, did you have a bet? Yes. And I don't mind sharing it with you because I was yeah. only one out of three. Right. Actually, um, my favorite was um, Bohol. Oh. Bohol was my favorite. But um, she did not do as well as uh, Miss Iloilo in the Q&A. And that's one thing we really need to recognize in Miss Iloilo. No? Um, other girls seemed like they had a memorized line no, one, no matter what the question was. But um, Miss Iloilo did respond to the question without belting out a prepared speech, no? So um, that's what made the difference, no? Um, Miss Bohol was, uh, did she place? She was, I think, third, no? And a third close, yeah, before the q and I had, um, had Miss uh, Bohol and then Miss Paranaque and then Miss Iloilo. But after the Q&A, and it was, of course, the final part, that all changed because of the answer of Miss Iloilo. Are you aware if the decision was unanimous? No, but of course, the chismis ako after, and most of the judges <laughs> voted for Miss Iloilo. Okay. And having judged Miss Universe Philippines, Harry, tell me what your concept of beauty is. It was very difficult, but I felt that... Um, Beauty really was not skin deep. There had to be a presence. 
there had to be that confidence no? and there had to be that um overall look that she can conquer the world mm-hmm. um and that's why i was also very impressed by miss paranaque for instance no to me she was miss confidence no and that she could rule the world no um miss bohol was of course impressive because there was natural beauty there um she was tall and she was gracious but um mm. as i said um we were a board of judges of 10 and i think we all had the same top four just in different order no and what happened was after the q and a uh since there were only five of them we had to rank them and to me that was the most difficult decision rank them from 1 to 5 yeah outside of the beauty contest uh realm ano ang kagandahan para sa iyo well ang kagandahan talaga sa akin is um when there is confidence there that um a person can make a difference that a person will be noticed and appreciated and um there's that charm that that the person will be accepted for who she or he is no and not just because of the looks who is the most beautiful woman for you in this country aside from wifey aside from i know <laughs> <laughs> i was going to say wifey but anyway yeah, me, um i grew up with in the company of very beautiful women no? my mother and my aunts were both campus beauties no and to me until now i think my mother and my aunt were two most beautiful ones no um and what they, made them beautiful they well number one they had very strong characters they were determined to uh, make a difference in this world they had very strong opinions they were not pushovers i like strong women i like that in women no and um, of course they they were naturally beautiful no? unfortunately like i did not i did not inherit any of my mother's looks <laughs> 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 But my mother was um being recruited in UP for the core core sponsors, no? And my father, my grandfather was very old fashioned. Pinuntahan niya yung dean of students at ang sabi niya, "Bakit mo pinagpuputang anak ko?" <laughs> <laughs> so that destroyed it for my mother. <laughs> okay, they got it. They got it from your grandfather. Yeah. Okay. Earlier you said that you gravitate towards strong women. In your relationship with your wife, are you subservient? I like to be subservient. Alaga. <laughs> Alaga. I like that, you know. Well, I guess it's because You like um, to be babied. Uh, yeah. I, I ah. like being babied actually, you know. It doesn't seem like it. And uh, I like it when other make other people make the decision for me because in my professional life it's always me making the decision. No? So when I go home, I don't want to decide on anything. Give it all to the wife and uh, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but before we go, we go uh, further on um, the wifey and beauty things. You've been presidential spokesperson for quite a while now, and ancillary to that is. fame you are now one of the most recognizable faces and voices in this country uh, especially in the political field are you comfortable with fame now the truth of the matter is it hasn't sunk in that's the truth and that's why i get into trouble no i swim with dolphins it's a big splash i thought 
I could do it because I'm so used to doing it. That's that's me, no? I go to the ocean, I swim, I like adventures, but um, it hasn't sunk in that anything that I do, people could take pictures of, and that's what happened to the dolphins. It wasn't me who who posted the dolphins; it was other people, no? And I guess in that sense, has it has it sunk in now? Um, Harry. Well, let's just say that the dolphin incident did teach me okay. a lesson that I am no longer who I was. I've always been a free spirit, but I cannot be as spontaneous as I was in the past. So I'm more conscious about um, what I do now. Um, even when people ask for pictures now, I have to make sure I have a mask on because I know um, it would be, again, controversial in social media if I don't. But um, in that sense, I'm just dying to go abroad because I want to be more of myself again. <laughs> In areas where people don't really, you know, follow everything that you do. <laughs> no, but I'm getting it. Now you're looking for anonymity uh, because you become very public. And with your public work comes a lot of responsibility. You don't wear a mask. You deliver a message to the public. So it's not, you know, these are not just expectations, but they are attendant to what you do. But are there parts or is there a part of your job that you enjoy? Well, I enjoy it a lot. I wouldn't have lasted this long if I didn't enjoy it. No, um, I like imparting information. I like um, teaching the public about law because uh, 40% of what I do has something to do with law. So it's as if I never left my job as a law professor. I'm just, um, I have more of a challenge to popularize the law for people. And of course, I like the fact that I'm amongst the first to know what's happening, no? because um, that's the nature of the job. You need to know what's happening so you know how to react to it. No? So I guess as a news junkie, it gives you a satisfaction that you're always the first, amongst the first to know what's happening. Alamo Harry, I was, before the pandemic, I was not uh, technically savvy. I'm still not, but I think I know better now because... Um, I was forced to be able to handle a laptop and go into social media, etc. One time, I got a call from a friend. Sabi na sa akin, congratulations, you successfully crossed over into the meme culture. I think you, you, I, I am one of the most memed. You are one of the most memed. <laughs> you, what was the funniest? What was the funniest meme on you? You can't, you can't. You can't not beat what I did no? when, I, when I wanted to welcome people to Boracay and I had literally hundreds of memes no? which they thought I would find offensive. I actually found them cute. So um, I told my people, why don't you play it and uh, let's present it to the public. And we did. And guess what? It had a reach of 20 million. <laughs> Record, you know. And all I did was welcome to Boracay, you know. <laughs> And you know, what's working with you also, Harry, is, I mean, for your job, hindi ka kasi pikon eh. Hindi naman kasi, alam mo kung mapipikon ka sa trabaho to, you'll go insane. So one thing I've learned to accept is you can't please everyone. And of course, you have to walk the talk because I've been an advocate of freedom of expression. You need to accept the free marketplace of ideas and a lot of them won't be information that you like. And that's precisely why you have embraced that. 
Uh-huh. You have embraced that. You have embraced, you know, that yes, marketplace yes. of ideas long before you became spokesperson for the president. But as a spokesperson, I'm sure you also get invited to a lot of speaking engagements. Ano yung pinaka-strange na imbitasyon na natanggap mo? Well, I would say that this universe was one of the oddest invitations. Oh, okay. You <laughs> didn't expect that. Political. You didn't expect not, that, Harry. No, no. It was not political. Okay. It was not legal. It was not um, anything uh, that, that I'm, I'm used to. No? This universe really was a wonderful change in my life. <laughs> Maybe because ah. it's so recent. <laughs> And it was also different. I mean, diba? Uh, hindi mo naman ito ginagawa sa araw-araw. But, hindi. Uh, Alam mo, in fact, a, it was my first time to experience it was being a break. in the company of very, how do you put it, very glamorous people. Everyone was glamorous in that setting. No? And I was like, oh, this is how they live. This is how the the the... Ten percent of the world live. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Pero alam mo, Harry, getting exposed to how people, other people live differently from the way you do, di ba? Somehow also teaches you uh, many lessons uh, because that, that's a different exposure. I'm always excited about uh, how people live and how people behave in ways that I sometimes do not understand. I, I, yeah. I take that as a learning curve. Parang, it was. Anong pala yun, yeah. no? It was. So sa akin talaga, itong, itong glamour, itong, um, you know, being with beautiful people, being with uh, famous people, it was re- really exciting. No? I mean, of course, there were so many beauty queens there and um, I only saw them on TV and for the first time, I was like face-to-face with them. <laughs> and to me, that was such a thrill. Alam mo, man ako mababaw. Alam mo, yun ang hindi alam ng tao. Hindi alam ng tao that you're fun, na mababaw ka. Oo nga, papikipicture. You laugh easy. Are you a fan to anyone? Well, alam mo, I was, um, I've always wanted to see um, Shamsi Supsup in person. I finally saw her. Wow. Uh, I said, ooh, finally. So, of course, I had a, my picture taken right away with her. <laughs> Inaanak ko yan sa kasal. Ah, ganun ba? She's so tall and she's so fit. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah she's beautiful. She's very smart. And now, uh, Shamsi and Lloyd, the husband, are doing very good uh, food business. Good business, huh? Okay. Yes. Wow. Did you have a chance to talk to her? Did you have a chance to talk to her? Did you have a chance to... Did you tell Shamsi that uh, she has always been your favorite? Well, I, of course, I did. Parang guapo isa. But she did notice that I wanted a picture with her right away on the first time I saw her. <laughs> and then there was also Venus Raj. Now, Venus Raj is really yes. uh, exotic for me, no? And uh, there she was. Stunning. Yes, yes, all of them were. In fact, when the first time I saw them, I felt so small. Where did these people <laughs> come from? Why are they so tall? What did they eat? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Myla, your wife, your marriage. Yes. How are you doing? How happy are you? How is your job affecting your personal life? I mean, tell me your story. Well, I think it's um, it's more difficult for my wife because she's a very private person. No? So um, she has not completely adjusted to being married to a public figure. And as much as possible, she still wants to remain private, which I told her was next to impossible. No? But she's still um, striving to keep some kind of um, 
privacy and uh, in a way she has succeeded no but uh, lately you know when when there's bad publicity um there was one particular issue where she was badly hit no because the focus became on her not on me siguro yung mga ibang mga haters ko know that it doesn't really affect me no it doesn't stick so they decided to throw something at my wife and i've had to tell her nako wala talaga tayong magagawa diyan sweetie dahil talagang maybe they know that i i simply don't care no whatever they say about me so they try to hit you and it did affect her so um i don't really know how to proceed given this um limitation that i have no that my wife simply abhors to be under um the camera no she really wants to hide but i i think in time it will grow in her and um she will have to live with it somehow how much time do you spend with her not much anymore <laughs> not much not much harry meaning well i tend to come home late because um even if the press briefings end at one i have a series of other meetings although it's in zoom it's difficult to travel because the connection is not so good when you're traveling right and iatf takes a lot of my time because iatf meetings go on from anywhere from 8 to from 4 to 6 to 8 or sometimes even 10 hours and um while she she encourages me to zoom at home mahirap kasi yung transportation portion and you could miss something if you leave malakanyang and go home and the uh, the signal is on and off no so but i i did tell her that okay uh, because it's the time of zoom i'll try to spend more time but even if you go home you're on zoom for hours and literally no i'm sure your life is like that too no So even if you're physically home, you can't even join them over the dinner table because the Zoom meeting is ongoing, no? So it's as if you're not there as well, no? But um, we we find time. Um, I go home to Baguio every week, but my wife joins me every other week because my kids don't like going up to Baguio. So she divides the time between me and and the kids, no? So we try to find quality time. We're going to... um. Bohol tomorrow because um, I'm doing my press briefing in Bohol and that's uh, exciting for her. After which we go to um, Lawag, Ilocos Norte. No? So we find time. Does, does she verbalize her, her her feelings? Does she complain? Now, Harry, sandali nga, umupo nga tayo. This is what's happening. I don't think you're spending enough time with me and the kids. Has she done that? Well, she was a former journalist. Uh, yes. TV journalist, so she's able to articulate her views, no? But um, she understands the time limitation now, especially since the kids are grown up. Okay. And even at the time of Zoom, they really keep to themselves now. No? So it's really just the two of us now. No? And um, she, she's also busy on, um, on her own account. No? Um, she sits in the board of uh, many corporations, so that keeps her busy as well. But um, I think what we miss the most since the pandemic is really traveling as a family. Because when times were normal, at least we had those uh, quality moments traveling all the time together. Has she told you how some people would react every time they'd know na asawa siya ni Harry Roque? I don't think she's met a person who does not know that um, she's okay. my wife. <laughs> all right. Everybody knows. But, um, in my mind, she's really my Miss Universe too in the sense that... Um, She also has a strong personality, as I told you earlier. I like women with strong personalities. She was a journalist. Uh, she worked for almost 10 years as a journalist um, before and after we got married. Very well-grounded in that sense. Uh-huh.
This podcast is brought to you by FrontRowOfficial.com. FrontRow is all about helping you grow with some of the most phenomenal products. FrontRow is in the business of changing lives. Check out FrontRowOfficial.com for more details. Describe yourself as a husband. Well, I think I'm, I'm very supportive. Um, I encourage my wife to do something. In fact, she doesn't have to, but um, I want her to um, take steps to realize her dreams. Since uh, we got married, she has explored um, being a photographer. She has explored mm. um, writing other things than just the news. Um, and I like that she's um, trying to establish a name for herself. No? Um, she has gone back to school. And of course, I encourage her. She took up a master's degree in art history. I'm hoping that uh, she will provide for our retirement because she has a very good eye for um, art, no? visual arts. No? Yung mga binibenta ngayon sa Christie's at sa mga Sotheby's, nung mga sudyante pa sila sa UP, she already discovered them and collected them. No? So now, I think we have retirement um, all fixed up for us. No? We can just sell them in an auction and we'll be very well off. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Are you expressive? Are you showy? Are you verbose? Are you verbal? Well, not as much as she would want to. Unfortunately, I was raised that way. Um, there's a five-year difference between uh, myself and my wife. And in my era, and I talk about it with my contemporaries, we were really raised not to be, not to show our emotions. In fact, mm-hmm. you could count the number of times when our parents told us, we love you, no? Or, oh. or hugged us, no? It was, it was just that way during my time. I don't know about you, but more or less, we, we grew up together. No? Um, but of course, we're very different when it comes to our children. With our children, it's all out, naman, out pouring of love, no? which again right. is something that we did not experience as, as children. No? But with my wife, I guess I would be more expressive towards her, but compared to uh, the millennials, I'm not as expressive as they are. No, I can relate <laughs> to that. Dahil, um, I always say it's a bit cultural. Sa amin din, sa Borongan Samar, hindi rin kami uh, sinanay, pinalaki na, uh, I love you, Nay. I love you, Tay. I used to wonder during my time, dito yung aking mga kamag-anak, mga pinsan, they were very open with their parents. They would say, uh, love you, mom. And then they would kiss. It was a strange idea to, to me. Yeah, wala kami ganun. Wala kami ganun. Wala, oh, wala rin kami. We would have a little kissing, pero no, I love you was really like kiss on the lips and then, oh, oh yeah, ganyan. Oh. The I love you was uh, more shown. Parang ipinapakita kahit sa ano. Kasi wala kaming po. So, sa waray, dadaanin mo sa tono. Uh, if you wanted something, you have to be malumanay. Because otherwise, the natural manner of waray, uh, I mean, of waray being spoken, kung hindi mo kami kilala, parang nag-aaway. Pakasang boses. Okay. Uh, uh, matigas. It's something that's cultural. So, yeah. I... I totally understand that. And listening to you, I also am learning that ang sarap nung pakiramdam, no? When you're in a relationship and then you allow each other to explore what each one wants. Uh, or going back to school, uh, sitting in the board of other companies while you speak for the president. And in, in, in the process of loving, you know, in the process of loving, you're actually allowing each other to bloom. Ganda. I'm amazed at my wife, in fact, no? Because um, she started out as a uh, TV journalist, 
And then when we got married, she became um, a homemaker for a while. Then I encouraged her to um, find what she wants to do. She became a professional photographer. She has had exhibits yeah. on her own. And then I encouraged her to learn more about business. So she actually took courses. And now she sits in multi-billion um, peso corporations. And she knows a lot more than me on finance now. So she advises me now on how to handle money. Whereas before, she left everything to me. Then. So she deals with stockbrokers. She deals with the banks. And she's very tough on, on business decisions. Now. So how rich are you now? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say we'll never be poor because of my wife's art collection. <laughs> <laughs> that you can always sell anytime you want. <laughs> you can always sell anytime now. Plus, uso na ngayon ng mga auction, no? So, kung magpapa-auction kami na aming collection, it would be very substantial, no? That's I mean, so name it. She collected them when they were young. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Harry, you're very busy. She's very busy. How do you find time for romance? I'll put it straight before you answer me. I'll put it straight. You're a dear friend. How do you find time for responsible, loving, wonderful sex? <laughs> you know, we've been married 22 years. And you have to be honest, no? Love has taken a different color now. I understand. Nowadays, it's more of intimacy, you know? It's the fact that she's there. And um, it's not so much the orgasm anymore, no? It's, it's the... Um, Spiritual connection, no? and um, and the fact that it, that is that 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 energy between you, no, it's it's different. No? I guess when you mature into a relationship, you know, it's really a lot more than just sex. But I'm you know, still working also on more sex. That would be interesting to talk about. What are these things you want to do? Because <laughs> here is somebody, here is somebody who's very traditional and somebody who's adventurous. And how, how do you actually, you know, do it together? <laughs> With lots of running around the room. <laughs> I used to worry about you that Harry is not having a lot of fun. Now, Boyabunda, shut up. Harry is okay. <laughs> Runs around the room. Yeah. Uh, oh, my but God. It's interesting, you know, middle life. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's very, very interesting. <laughs> of course, of course. And I'm not going to push for anything further than that. How are the kids? How the kids are, are Bianca and, Bianca and Hammy? Um, Bianca and Hami are both in college now. They're both in UP. Um, Bianca has always been daddy's girl, but um, she has become an activist in UP, and I encourage her. No, It becomes a bit of a problem because activists tend not to like my boss. <laughs> <laughs> si Bianca ito. Yeah, but, you know, to me, I encourage her because I've always been for critical thought. No? So we have lots of interesting discussions. Um, and of course, he knows lots of people whom I know when I was an activist too. No? So he can understand, he can um, appreciate that we have very interesting dynamics nowadays. No? Um, Hami is also now in uh, college. He's a freshman also at UP. He's in pre-med and um, he does a lot of studying even uh, if it's online. No? So I have to tell him, look, I don't really care. You know, I mean, 
I brought you up not caring about how well or how badly you did in school. I just I just want you to enjoy life, no? And right. I find myself being the one wanting to drag them out of the house, no? Because um, they're home bodies now, no? They're just in the room and and, and their laptops, no? And I worry sometimes. So of course, it's the pandemic, but uh, I've been encouraging them lately since um, 18 year olds and above have now been allowed to go out of the house that they should. Mm-hmm. But they're the ones who don't want. They're genuinely scared of this uh, um, virus. No? Genuinely I'm sorry, scared. but which to me I think is proper. I mean, uh, some amount of paranoia and overreaction. I think in this time of the pandemic is really good. Now, I want to go back to uh, the engagement, the conversations you have here with uh, your children, especially Bianca. How do you make sure, Harry, that amidst uh, disagreements, my boundaries, hanggang dito ka, that respect is there when we disagree? Or are you the kind of father who just allows anything to happen? No, I've, I've found myself putting my foot down and saying, no, 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 this is uh, what we will do. We can disagree, but we cannot fight. We have to respect each other, and that's, that's non-negotiable. So in that's that sense, I'm, I'm very firm that there has to be respect always. What was the most difficult debate you had with Bianca? When I went back to being Spock's, she okay. cried. She cried. Um, because? Because she said you didn't have to go back. You Is she a fan back. of the president? Is she a fan of the well, president? Well, she's an activist from UP. Of course she's not. No, And um, until now, I have not taken my second oath before the president because she will not go. Um... So I took my oath before a barangay captain. No? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think I'm alone in this um, dilemma. I think any parent with children in UP will really come to terms with the fact that they they undergo this stage. No? And I underwent that stage too. And that's why I feel reassured that um, it's good for her because it encourages critical thinking and independence. But... Uh, one thing I have told her is I will not sacrifice my family life. But the bottom line is I love her. She may not agree with what I do, but uh, she's my daughter and I'm going to be her father still. Hypothetical question. If I were to ask your children, Hami and Bianca, to describe you, just a guess, what do you think uh, th- they would say? Uh, Bianca would say that I'm in the wrong <laughs> <laughs> I have the wrong kind of politics. <laughs> I am misguided in my politics. <laughs> but I think she would still have loving thoughts about me. Of course. Because, uh, of course. She, she was always my, my, my girl. And until now, she's my, my girl. Well, Hami would say... Hami would... You know, he is really sweet. And um, I guess it's true that boys mature later than girls. Bianca's very, very independent. She really is her own person. But Hami is still a baby at 18. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Harry, you're very public and people have different impressions of you. And I would get these questions and I would always be very defensive about Harry Roque. How do you respond when some people would say, is Harry Roque gay? I don't know. <laughs> I don't but this know. isn't the first time you're being asked. This is not uh, the first time. You yeah. know that. Yeah, right. I know that. No? Well, to me, it doesn't bother. It doesn't bother me because I've never had any bias against uh, gay people. No? So I've, I've even taken a stand uh, in support of uh, same-sex marriage. It doesn't bother me. No, 
And I guess the reason why I'm not really bothered about what people say is I know who I am and I'm happy right. where I am. You know? So I have no insecurities whatsoever. Say whatever yeah. you want, doesn't bother me. And so if I'm gay or not gay, well, in the first place, it doesn't matter because I really believe that um, you know the decision on whether whether or not you will love another person is a decision that only a person or that person can make. No one can interfere in that decision. Again, I have to walk the talk. Your take on Francesco, the documentary on uh, Pope Francis and uh, the statements he did in that particular documentary about uh, uh, the law of uh, coexistence or, I mean, a civil union uh, is basically what the world is talking about now, especially Catholics around the world. What, what is your take, Harry? Well, I think it is the correct position of the church, with, of the church, which I don't agree with. I think, uh, as I just mentioned earlier, that the church should recognize that the choice on who to love is a personal choice, and no institution should be able to intervene. No? But I'm happy that at least it's a step towards the right direction. I'd like to correct, though, many in the media who thought that civil union was equivalent to civil marriage. It is not. The church remains to be steadfastly against and opposed to same-sex marriage. They just want to establish legal regimes that would um, um, govern issues such as property relations, no? um, to give um, partners at least uh, some kind of a community in terms of their um, assets, no? whether it be separately acquired or jointly acquired. That's about it. No? It still does not give them the same rights and obligations as marriage does. And I've always believed that everyone should be accorded the right to choose whom they want to marry. So in that sense, it is still the traditional view of the church. And it only seemed radical because some people in the media misinterpreted what the Pope said to mean that he was already in favor of civil marriages. No, that's not true. Civil union does not refer to marriage. And this is not a new concept. Hindi po itong unang pagkakataon that uh, Pope Francis actually spoke about civil union. He was still Bishop of uh, Buenos Aires, the first time he spoke about civil unions. And uh, he was just talking about um, the right to a family, the right to become member of a family, uh, the plight of LGBT people to be uh, marginalized, to be disinherited uh, simply because of their sexual orientation and gender identity. So um, he may not even be talking about civil marriages, even if he's talking about civil union, it is totally opposed to that traditional notion of marriage and of uh, homosexuality in general uh, by the Catholic Church. Are you Catholic, Harry? I'm not, I'm Protestant, okay. which explains why I have these views. I belong in fact to a Protestant sect, um, that recognizes same-sex marriages, no? at least in the United States. The um, okay. Um, you, well, it's the United Church of Christ. No? It's the most liberal of all Protestant churches. No, I'm happy that you said it. You said because um, I I just hope as a gay person that people look at us as human beings. Katulad ko, I've been with my partner Harry for 37 years. You know, when one of us passes on, I don't even have the right. He doesn't even have the right to claim my body. We don't have the rights of yeah. our parents. We don't have the rights of other people. So, but that's for another discussion. But thank you. Thank you for saying what uh, you said. 
because coming out, ako personally, I'm still in the process of getting to know more about the documentary before I come up with really a solid opinion on what the Pope said. Spanish, kasi eh, ang uh, pagkasabi, de ba? Si, ano yon? Um, civil convivencia or something, convivience. Um, we're studying that. I mean, I'm personally trying to research on it. How do you relax aside from traveling? Well, I, I love massages. I have a masseur who comes um, to the house. Of course, we give him a uh, um, COVID um, rapid test before he can enter the house. And he doesn't um, come to our bedroom anymore. We do our massages in um, the guest room. And he has to take a shower <laughs> and change his clothes <laughs> and wear mask and shield. No? So mm-hmm. I can't live without uh, my massage. It's, do you it's, cook? Uh, I cook, but not quite as often as I used to. I worked as a cook. When I was in college in the U.S., I lived in a student co-op. I lived with 30 other people. And um, we we were able to um, reduce our expenses because we would assume chores. And instead of um, cleaning the bathroom, I opted to cook for 30 people a day, uh, 30 people at a wow. time, three times, um, three times a week, no? So it was really cooking for a restaurant. And in my last year in college, I did work part-time also as a cook in the seventh best deli in the United States. Ziggerman's Deli. <laughs> wow. Okay. Your favorite food. And do you cook for family? <sighs> the problem with me is I love anything you know, and everything. <laughs> but, uh, we need to have I like the way you say it. I like the way you say it because... To me, it's Lechon Cebu. Okay. I think I admitted to you before that I ate one yes. more lechon on my own. And now I'm still <laughs> eating a lot of lechon. That's why I'm gaining so much weight despite the fact that I exercise crazy, not like crazy. But um, it's the lechon sibu. Okay. I can't have enough of it. And you, you talked about exercise. Do you have a sport? I just go to the gym. I like going to the gym. I don't look it, but... Um, um, naman. Mo I don't look it, but <laughs> you're healthy. You go to the gym every day. Gym Is that every day? Five times a week, minimum. Five, no? That's but, good. Um, minimum for me is six times a week of exercise because I also like walking around and, and going on long hikes in Baguio. That's, that's to me, um, the best thing to do. No? Long hikes in Baguio, whether alone or in the company of people. So Nothing, nothing beats that. Nothing beats that, really. I also have a place in Baguio. And one of my biggest frustrations is I haven't been able to visit my small place in Baguio. Pero sabi ko, one of these days, pwede na? Can we travel to Baguio now? Pwede na ngayon. Manila can go na. Manilans can pwede go. Na. You just have to register um, online. And then right. um, you can bring your own PCR results. Otherwise, they're part of testing antigen tests when you enter Baguio. Okay. Just register in the triage. In the there's, nothing like, there's nothing like walking. There's nothing like uh, the long hikes in Baguio. I know. Well, I chose to build a house um, in a place with a full view of uh, Mount Santo Tomas. And on a clear day, you can see West Philippine Sea. So nothing beats yeah. walking in the afternoon when the sky is orange and uh, the trees are green and uh, cool air in your face. You know, I was stalking your uh, media accounts the other day and I saw you posted some photos of flowers and plants. Naging plantito ka na rin ba? Yes. Well, actually, oh. I have a farm. I really have a farm um, right next to my house in Baguio. It's not in the subdivision where I live, but there's a pathway going. So I raise some um, um, ornamental plants. Um, I raise strawberries. 
And then for Undas, I raised um, patent chrysanthemums. I'm going to lose such so much money because there's no Undas now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I lose cover because of my strawberries. It's a bestseller, and strawberry season is coming up soon. And of course, the ornamental plants, you know. The plants that um, we all took for granted because of the artistas are now selling at 30,000 pesos. No? And I planted about 194 of them and I computed already at 194 at 30,000, I'll be rich. <laughs> so never mind if I lost money on the potted chrysanthemums. <laughs> no, no, but I know. But I was thinking, how can I partner with you? <laughs> you know, what was, I was just walking around and these are farmers in the other side of the fence. No? So I yes. ventured. And I knew what their problems were. They lack capital for greenhouse. I provided that. And then they lack capital for new crops, for new flowers. So I provided that. And now we have a great working relationship with at least two of my farmer neighbors. No? So they come to my house whenever I'm there. We talk about what to do. And then I do a lot of marketing for them. At the height of the pandemic, I was literally going up to Baguio and um, delivering uh, strawberries to farmer's market and later on to the different subdivisions where I live. So it got to the point where wow. I was actually transporting 150 kilos of strawberries every week. It just felt awkward when people would see me in the checkpoint. Oh, see Secretary Roque, and I had uh, a van full of strawberries. Nagord, the Secretary Roque, and all these stories again, de ba? Parang because you know what seems is not always what is. So, bakit dami dami strawberries na inubos niya talaga ng bag? Now we know. Now we know. And, you know, I didn't know this, Harry. And yeah. um, there is life after Malacanang. There will always be life after Malacanang. That's yeah. how I stay sane, given the nature of my job. No? And no uh -huh. matter how much tension I have, I always have Fridays to look forward to. Because on Fridays from Malacanang, I head up to Baguio. No matter what the weather is, no matter what time it is, I need to have my two nights sleep in Baguio. Otherwise, okay. I go berserk. No, I, I, I totally get that. Sabi ko nga, whatever happens to you in the big city, for as long as you don't lose your way back home, you'll always be sane. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by AMA OED University. Study at your own pace, place, and time. Perfect for those who are working but want to go back to school. Nicest thing is whatever subjects you have taken previously can be evaluated and credited. With this pandemic, Harry, your biggest learning? Well, it's really the fact that, um, you know, at the end of the day, you can't control your environment. I mean, you took steps um, to more or less have order in your life, but overnight, everything changed. Yeah. And I guess um, as a result of that, the realization that um, you have no control over nature, over what happens to the world, you develop stronger faith in a in a God, and I think that's that's the um, that's the end result for me of this pandemic. The fact that I I, I now have a much stronger relationship with the Lord. Ganda nung resolve na yun eh, because I think we've been equalized, and then I, I I love the way Bill Gates said that we realize that we are finite, that we are all going to die. And therefore, we have all the reason of the world to be kinder, to be better, to be more compassionate. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why, you know, my routine whenever I go home to Baguio is for three hours in the morning, on a Saturday morning, I drink my coffee and stare at my mountain and listen to the birds. 
Wow. Something that I probably would not have done had it not been for the pandemic. Yeah. So just being alive is a reason to celebrate. You know? Tama. How's, yeah. how's your health now? You had a well, health care. You know, um, I have a, I'm about to make a very big decision. Because um, when I had the heart attack, uh, which resulted from my withdrawing, uh, to my withdrawing from the Senate race, um, the doctor, when I was there already, um, in, after my angiogram said, your blockage is very long, it's three inches. And I asked, well, can you do, can you fix it with angioplasty? He said, yes, but in two or three years time, you'll have to come back for a bypass because it's not done. But something as long as three inches can be fixed with, um, an, an, with, uh, with a stent. No. So it's been two years since. So oh. I have to decide whether or not to do it now because you can't really tell when it will strike again. No? So I'm at a crossroad now. If I'm going to have to pursue plans in the future, I need to stop doing what I'm doing now six months before. Um, the procedure. Uh, yeah, well, before, you know, whatever it is that I'm planning to do. So it's a very difficult choice no? because I keep on thinking, well, I'm exercising anyway, I'll be fine. But just when you think you're fine, you feel strange sensation. <laughs> mm, mm. And to remind you, well, the doctor did say you'll have to go back in two to three years, and then I'm on my second year already. So I'm, I'm praying, and um, I will go for my um, what is known as a talium test to find out if there are blockage. It's just that I don't feel comfortable going to the heart center now because of the COVID cases. No? And even doctors would discourage you, puro telemedicine kami no? Right. I think I have to go in uh, within the month and do my talent test to see if there's blockage. What, what, what is that sensation? I mean, just for us who, who do not understand medical uh, lingo, what is the sensation that you feel? Well, you know, when I had a heart attack, it's something that you can't ignore because it's, it's as if there's a hollow block being pressed against your chest. Uh, you know? okay. It's so painful. You can't ignore it. I don't have that pain, but there's that throbbing too. That, you know, oops, not everything is okay. Because otherwise, if you're okay, you don't feel anything at all. So once in a while, I do get sensation when I'm exercising. Sometimes when I'm answering a terrible or a difficult question, you find, you feel that sensation again. So I think that it's my throbbing, body telling me. That throbbing me, sensation. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's throbbing. You know, it shouldn't bug, be there. Bug. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, it's not painful, but you know it shouldn't be there because you're not supposed to be feeling that. No? Oh, yeah, because body it's not telling natural. Me, yeah, go and take that talium test. I'm, I'm long overdue for my talium test because that should be done right. every six months. No? Because of COVID, it's been a year. <laughs> oh. yeah. You were talking about uh, four television sets in front of you. You read uh, the newspapers. You get briefings from your staff. How do you brief the president? Do you see him every day? Uh, does he start with you? Uh, what happens? I see him now regularly once a week only because okay. of COVID. At most, twice a week. But I still have access to him on the telephone. No, um, he likes telephone calls, um, okay. and he wants to be brief. No, um, we get the same briefing material, so there's no point briefing okay. him because uh, I do the news briefing for him in fact, and the uh, National Security Council will just add the security information. No? So we know we have access to the exact same information in fact. No? But the once a week meeting is very important. What people see as the ulat to the nation is actually half of what goes on. And the other half is really conversation between the president and myself on different issues just to make sure that we're on the same wavelength. No? And so far, so good. So far, beyond, so good. beyond work, have you become friends? 
I believe so. We've always been close because um, I think he appreciates the fact that I understand the way he thinks. And he's very comfortable that I'm speaking for him because he knows that um, I know his thought process. No? And um, I think we are close. A lot closer okay. compared to when we began. Okay. Napapagalitan ka rin ba? Once. <laughs> <laughs> because... Hindi naman ako pinagalitan. Ang sabi lang niya, <laughs> I have to address the nation on this. Remember when I said perpetual isolation? Perpetual isolation. Oh, yeah. Pero the context really was, they were pressuring me about, oh, ano, uh, COVID, are you going into isolation? And I felt, why should I go into isolation? Hindi naman ako close contact kay Secretary Anyo. But of course, I still went on uh, isolation because people wanted me to go in isolation. And then they asked, what about the president? I said, oh, is it perpetual isolation? Meaning, PSG makes sure that no one really can come close to him. You know, there's this velvet rope. So that's what I meant. But the manner by which I said it, of course, um, made um, some people think, oh, there's something very wrong with the president. No, no it so was the it was the yeah. Xi Jinping concept of the perpetual I term. I know. And, okay. and he, told, he said, hindi naman siya nagalit sa akin, but I have to address this nation on, uh, the nation on this perpetual isolation. <laughs> and I said, oops. <laughs> 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 so, that's when I apologized because he felt so strongly. And in fairness, after I apologized, he didn't bring it up anymore. I, I expected him to um, address the subject in one of his um, talk to the people, but he didn't. Harry, you're a presidential spokesperson, you are a human rights lawyer, you are a teacher. Who are you first? I'm a free spirit, Tito Boy. And you that's are. why I'm bound to, to get lots of flack in this um, current position that I have. I just love life. And yeah. I don't care what people say. I'm going to live my life the way I want it because otherwise, it's not worth living. Jenny Laude, Pemberton, your thoughts? It was difficult. It was difficult because it was one of the uh, toughest cases I ever handled. And I've developed a very strong emotional relationship with the family. But I had to be a professional. I was speaking for the president, so I had to speak um, uh, pursuant to um, the president's position on the matter. It helped that there was a pandemic and it helped that I had access to information um, that would indicate that the President really prioritized the issue of vaccine, the fact that we should be able to source vaccine from whoever develops the vaccine. So I, it was a painful process that I had to defend the decision of the president to um, give him pardon. But I did it with complete understanding that there was a bigger national interest. To it. 2022, are you running for public office? It depends on my health. Quite frankly, the last time around, I prepared thoroughly for it, and it wasn't God's will. So now I'm going to pray and discern what God's will is. Of course, you take steps to plan, but you never know. That's one thing that I, I learned. In the end, if it's for you, it's for you. I believe so. Okay. Harry, what do you enjoy doing the most when no one is watching? Just staring. <laughs> Just staring. Harry. Just yeah. listening to the birds, just looking at the plants and saying, it really is a wonderful world. What are you wearing when no one is watching? I'm always on my underwear. 
my wife runs away. This fetish that I'm a macho dancer. <laughs> That's when she runs away. Harry <laughs> Roque, what? <laughs> What are you dancing or singing when no one is watching? <laughs> I leave that to everyone's imaginations. <laughs> What are you eating when no one is watching? Oh gosh, oh, everything is healthy. But I try to be more healthy. Um, staying in Baguio gives me access to lots of vegetables. I do. I, I have a juicer, so um, I now juice pepino and carrots and. Put lemon in it and honey, so um, I drink lots of those now. But I still like my lechon. That's that's really bad. <laughs> my final question, Harry: Who are you when no one is watching? I really am just a normal person. I was taught to appreciate life, and that's what I intend to do: to live life to the fullest. Maraming salamat. Maraming Thank you, salamat. Harry, for your time. Thank you for your time. It's so good to listen to the other side of the story. We see you every day, and you speak for the president. You speak about politics and programs of government, but it is refreshing to listen to you talk about uh, <laughs> your wife running away or running around the bedroom and what you wear when no one is watching, and that's part of the joy, you know. And uh, it's Baguio, and nothing can compare to. Uh, staring at the mountains, nothing compared to walking alone, enjoying the breeze, going back to where you are, going back to home, and not losing your way, and acknowledging, embracing that you're not doing an easy job, that uh, people will always have an opinion about you, some real, some factual, some crazy. Uh, but I think, Harry, it is your ability to laugh that will always be remembered by friends like me. And thank you. Continue to search. Continue to search, and thank you for being kind. Thank you for spending time with me and us, and to you out there for eavesdropping. Maraming salamat. And if you find time, uh, just like Harry, uh, who finds time to stare at the mountain ranges of uh, Baguio, if you find time to be alone, just ask the question: Who are you when no one is watching? So be kind, be blessed, make your nanny proud. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.